Welcome to our episode of Bench Talk. I'm your host, Tom Gerrard. This week, I'm catching up with Melbourne-based artist, Neryl Walker. Hi, how you going? Good, thanks. How are you? <laughs> Good. Thanks for taking the time to sit down and have a chat. Thanks for having me. No worries. So, um, I guess we'll start off with the beginning. Um, like, where are you from and how did you get into art? Yeah, well, I, um, I grew up in a small country town in WA um, called Donnybrook. Um, and... Um, I guess our whole family was, well, my mum drew and painted and I guess I've got three sisters. So we all grew up drawing um, and loving it and a small country town, there's not much else to do really, except catch tadpoles and <laughs> <laughs> um, play sport and draw really. That's what we did. Um, so yeah, that's that's where it all began, I guess. Yeah, and uh, any of your family are creative as well? Yeah, yeah, my sister paints, um, she's an artist, and um, at one stage or another, all four of us have studied graphic design, so we're not all still doing that, obviously, but um, yeah, it's weird that we all got the creative gene, really, mm. in families that doesn't happen very often. And with the, um, with the graphic design, thing like um was it all we all you looking for a path to be creative for a living without relying on um art? well my two elder sisters are quite a bit older than me and they um they became nurses and when we were growing up they were like don't become a nurse <laughs> and then my next sister closest to me studied graphic design and i didn't really want to follow in her footstep but yeah it just there was not really many other options if you wanted to try and make money because everyone says don't study art because there's no money in it. And so, yeah, I guess for me, graphic design was kind of the best option Yeah. at that point in time. And did you study art at all or it was just graphic design? No, just graphic design, yeah. yeah. And then, so when I finished studying, it was a recession and I think one person got a job out of our year and I don't know it was like 13 grand or something was her was that what she was getting paid I was like this is like I just studied three years for this (laughs) (laughs) really um yeah so then it was just finding another way of making money Mm. yeah and how how was that what do I do now um well I went traveling and I... It's a good way of making money. <laughs> <laughs> no, I saw an ad in the paper for um, American Summer Camp. So I applied for that and got in and I went to America for six months. That was two months and then travelled around. But was and that well, as a counsellor or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I was like an art teacher, art camp, yeah, camp, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like Camp Krusty or something. <laughs> Um, yeah, which was fun. And, but then I came back and I just did like bits of freelance and I got a few freelance illustration jobs and I went, oh, I kind of like this. Mm. Don't have to deal with all bulk of type and I can just 
do an illustration and send it. My job is done. This is great. I like this. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's kind of how it started. And I just continued freelancing from, yeah. And I think I had, you know, odd other jobs at the time. Yeah. So, like, so since, uh, like, back then in your early career, up until now, you've just freelanced the whole time? Pretty much. It's pretty good. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I was pretty poor <laughs> to begin with. Um, and I was on the dole initially mm. and just would do, yeah, odd jobs here and there. I did a few freelance design jobs initially as well, but the illustration seemed to come more naturally and mm. um, I just enjoyed it more. I think also with the illustration, you're, you're being employed for your style. Yeah. Whereas, like, because I've done freelance design as well from from home, and yeah. you've got no creative director sort of directing you or anything like that. And there's and with graphic design, there's millions of different styles out yeah, there, and you don't right. know what they're thinking. And he just sort of, I remember, I remember just every time sending a job off, just thinking, "Gee, I hope this is what they're after." Yeah. Um, <laughs> like I've slaved over this, and I'm really happy with it. But and it meets the brief as far as I know. Yeah, yeah. Whereas with um, illustration, you can just sort of work within your style. and Yeah, and know. I guess, you know, back then my style was probably a whole lot different to what it is now. But, um, but yeah, uh, also there wasn't a whole lot of freelance gigs in WA at mm. that time either. So that's probably why we moved over here. Yeah. So, like, was that the reason you moved to Melbourne? Because that's where the, uh, it seemed to all be happening? Yeah, and back then, like, you were just really isolated in WA and there was big chip on, the, on their shoulder being from WA. You know, anyone that was from the eastern states was so much better than anyone that worked in WA sort of thing. So, and there was just more opportunity here mm. in creative fields. So, yeah, it just seemed like a natural thing to move, yeah. Yeah, because Western Australia is very isolated. Like, you just if when if you're in Perth, there's not really much. Yeah, well, you can't just pop over to the next city or something like that. I think it's one of the most isolated cities. And like pre-internet and all that sort of stuff. Um, and like I think it had its bonuses. Like there were some really great bands that came out of WA at the mm. time, and just like yeah, I think that isolation can be good in a creative sense but just in terms of getting work yeah it wasn't great yeah <laughs> and i guess yeah i didn't I didn't really there, there wasn't that idea that you could work for anyone in, in eastern states without being here yeah you know not like now yeah yeah no, i get that yeah. yeah um i know even i remember even like mid like I'd say around 2005 or six, I was thinking of working from home just online. Yeah. And even the, back then, the idea of that was, uh, you know, but don't have to be in the office or, you know, working remotely just seemed really weird. Yeah, 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 you know. yeah, exactly. Have you been in-house at places? No. No? You've always <laughs> just been in the, the comfort of your own home. It's a bit of a joke in our family that I've never really had a real job. And, you know, there's there's lots of things I probably could have learnt being on in a job, like organisation <laughs> skills and things like that. Um, no, I just... It's funny. 
I remember I did work experience once and, and they said works well on her own. I guess I was destined to be a little hermit. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems to be working for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not quite sure how I deal with working in an office, mm. how I deal with other people. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's pretty good the way you got it set up. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm here in your studio right now. <laughs> And it's it's great. It's like They're it's, all my friends. Yeah, it's good. It's it's, it's all it's, your whole house is very you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess it's a lifetime of collecting, isn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah, I like old stuff. Mm. And like filling my house with it. Yeah, but even um even standing out the front of your house, I was looking at the your house and the neighbours. I don't know which one is it. It's like it's definitely that one. It's like got this um that whole mid century vibe. Yeah, going yeah. On. There's definitely. Um, living what I draw, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely an inspiration. Yeah. So, like, how did your style come about? I don't know. I, I guess it's just, um, hmm. I have no idea how it came about. Just, I guess it's just how, what I like and how it's mm. evolved over time. Um, I've always drawn women. And um, I guess growing up with three sisters, I don't know, I guess it wasn't around guys that much. <laughs> um, but yeah, always been fascinated with things from other eras. And I think when I started studying, I, I, um, I went, you know, I was going to hop shops to buy clothes and just you know, fell in love with op shopping and vintage stuff. And, you know, it kind of probably came out of necessity, like not having any money and mm. just buying what I could. Mm. Yeah. So with your style, um, it just evolved over time and just through interests and everything. Yeah. yeah. I guess it's changed quite a bit over time. Mm. Um, but yeah, I guess like anything, it just evolves, doesn't it? Yeah. So I remember bef- like, when I used to paint a lot of graffiti and I had my heart set on becoming an artist, but I didn't know what my art style looked like. And I'd be like, all right, so now I want to start painting, but what do I paint? Yeah. And I remember I started reading all these art books, like art theory books and everything. And one thing they, they mentioned in there that I really got a lot out of was, um, was look at all the art that you like. Yeah. And then, and then start making a folder of all that. And I started doing that. And I, I found it the other day when I was cleaning up at home and it's like a folder of all these uh, artists who I really like. And it's, you know, you sort of just, um, I guess embody a bit of eat of all of them. And, and is your work a combination you of those? Or I guess so. You can see threads of it. Yeah. You know, especially if I, I jump between styles a lot as well. And you can see there's little groups of like one style might be, you know, like you know, similar to one group and another style might be similar to another yeah, group. Yeah, right. But, um, but yeah, yeah, it's interesting. It's, I think you know you do tend when you first start, you might like almost try and copy people's styles, and mm. by that you develop your own style. Yeah, you know because you can't draw mm. like them, and yeah. but you might just choose bits and pieces of mm. when you're first starting out just to kind of. Yeah. create something that's truly yours i guess yeah but as they say it's like if you copy one person you you look like a, a biter you know but if you copy yeah. 50 people you look like a creative genius yeah you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean yeah i'm not saying to copy people because no. i hate that 
Um, but I think we all do it um, without realising anyway. Yeah. Because we're all inspired by what we see around. Yeah, and especially now with so much visual stimulation going in, you come up with an idea and you're like, is that my idea or have I seen that? Or, like, you know, subliminally in there. Um, or you've done something and then someone else has done something just like it and you're like, mm. hey, mm. like, yeah. is that just a coincidence or is that... Yeah. Yeah. I've got a friend of mine, Nemco, who lives over in, um, he lives in Canada now, but he's from, uh, from Italy. Him and I would, would chat a lot and we'd show photos of what we're working on and we'll be working yeah, on the same right. paintings at the same time. Pretty and then cute. people would be like, oh, you're copying him or he's copying you or whatever. And it's like, no, no. And we'd totally be cool with it because we're actually sharing the photos going, look what I did last night. Oh my God, look what I did last <laughs> night. And it'll be almost the same painting. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy, it's, uh, isn't it? That yeah. it can happen, you know, someone on the other side of the world that yeah. you're doing the same thing. And I guess, you know, just, that's going to happen now. And the world is small and all, mm. I don't know. It's like cities are all the same now. And you go to a city, yeah. you know, everyone's selling the same stuff and yeah. not like, years ago when you discover cool shops in a new city that mm. you'd never seen before. It just seems like everything's a bit more homogenized now. Yeah. So speaking of um, different cities, you, you lived in New York for a while as well, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, I went to New York with my sister at the time, who was also an illustrator, mm. and we went looking for an agent and we got one that took us both on a bit of a sister act mm. and um and then after that we were back in melbourne for about a year and i just thought oh, it would just be so great to live there and um kind of was my way in having that agent there and um yeah so we packed up and left we'd sort of had planned to stay there for a few years and we paid a lawyer some ridiculous amount of money to get a visa. And um, we ended up just living there for a year at the time because we were there at the same time as September 11. So that kind of changed plans a little bit. Um, but yeah, it was amazing. And yeah, it was. What was the um, the vibe like when, when all that happened? Like before, the before and after was a real contrast? Yeah, yeah, ah. crazy. So when we arrived... Um, <laughs> wasn't me. <laughs> when we arrived, I remember my partner team just going, oh my God, I want to live here for like 10 years. You know, this is the best ever. Mm. And um, we knew quite a few people that were living there at the time and had met lots of great people also. And, and then we left the country went to um costa rica to come back on our new visas and then i think oh yeah we got married also so we could both live there mm -hmm. um and oh, i hope the government doesn't hear that <laughs> <laughs> and um and then um yeah it was like I think it was a week later that it happened after we arriving back in the country and we we're like far out and yeah it was surreal and crazy and sad mm. and um you know the the city had like it had a smell to it because it was on fire and burning all the time and 
there were all these missing posters up everywhere and yeah it was a crazy time and everyone back home was going get on the plane and come home we were like no way we've just we just got here like Mm. um so yeah we stayed for as long as we could pretty much yeah yeah but it meant that tim couldn't really find work it was pretty like people were losing their jobs and um so yeah i was we were just living off my wage Mm. illustrating and you know it's a pretty expensive city yeah was it almost like a um an economic crash because of yeah yeah um yeah and no one was about to take on a australian you know because there's work involved in doing that yeah and so yeah he he did a bit of um uh work in a gallery helping out and a few odd jobs um some paid some unpaid just to kind of keep busy and um just used to organize our social lives (laughs) 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 while i worked yeah but yeah it was great my agent was really good and we'd be like i need some money this week because we've got rent to pay and she'd find me a job it was yeah it's pretty cool yeah and what sort of work were you doing over there so they did a lot of um, magazine work, editorial publishing, um, and then I got a big gig doing um, uh, beauty cosmetic packaging jobs. Um, and yeah, a, a lot of magazine stuff, which you know, doesn't really exist much anymore. Mm. But you're still working with magazines. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you're working with Playboy at the moment. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, I guess I am. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's just come about in the last six months or something. Yeah. Yeah. Which has been awesome. Is that through your links in America? Or? I just got an email which blew my mind that they found me and wanted me to, to um, design a updated version of the classic feminine which I love and so I was just like oh my god this is the best job ever (laughs) (laughs) and um they've been really awesome actually I've done about uh, five or so jobs for them um it's only a quarterly mag now but it's it's certainly a different mag than what it used to be yeah um I've just been really good to work for and really nice and um yeah, it's been great. Mm. It's good getting those those iconic jobs in. Yeah, because you can do a lot of um, a lot of work for things that you personally haven't even heard of. And it's yeah. like, oh, well, that, that, you check them out online. It's like, yeah, it all looks good. Yeah, I guess so. I'll do this. And, yeah, um, yeah. But when those like iconic um, companies approach you, it's it's I don't know. It's a real. It's really rewarding and yeah. it's exciting. Well, I think in an interview once someone asked what my dream project was, and I think I wrote. Playboy. So mm. <laughs> there I am. Like maybe maybe they read that interview. Yeah. <laughs> well, put, um, the, put the wheels in motion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I'm I'm stoked. It's been really fun. I mean, it's just a fun job. Yeah. Like get to draw naked chicks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what what are some of the other um like uh, great jobs you've had? Um. Well, I think the one of the bigger ones in the states was the beauty cosmetics packaging and that was like um started off small like just four illustrations and it grew to i think i drew a hundred girls in the end for them who was that for they're called um 
buxom lips. It was for a lip gloss. It was supposed to make your lips slightly enlarged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was all kind of pin-up based style art. Um, so, yeah, like another pretty much a dream job for me. How do you make your lips large? Do you go outside the line? <laughs> it had something in it that was supposed to affect. Natural, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, draw outside the line. Um, yeah. What else have I done that's been big? I don't know if I've had any other big... I'll probably think of something later. Yeah. No worries. <laughs> so outside of... um. Illustration. Have you uh, have you pursued an art career as well? Yeah, I guess it's always been running alongside. Um, it's funny. I was thinking about this before you came because I I feel like I started creating art and then kind of went into the illustration side of it, and the illustration side really became a job, like mm. a a commercial job for me. Like so when other people had their nine to fivers, that was my job. Um, and then the art thing has always been along the side doing group shows and I've had a few solo shows, but I, I would like to push that a bit harder, but I always find it difficult to do the two side by side because mm. they kind of take up different, I mean, it's the same, but it, for me, it seems like a different part of the brain. I don't know. Yeah. It's not the different part of the brain, but it's different. It's, um, I know what you mean. It's just, I, I find if I'm painting all the time for a show, I get a momentum and I'm really getting into it. And if I can just concentrate on that and then I'll get a job. And so I kind of put that aside and and then by the time I get back to painting again, I'm like, okay, where was I? I was in a really good place and now I've got to get back to that place. Yeah. Um, so it's just a bit tricky to, to do the two. Um, but I do love both. Um but yeah, it would be great to to spend more time on just creating art for art's sake. I'd mm. like to do that. Yeah, and see where that went. Yeah. So when you're uh, when you're making paintings for uh, exhibition, they they seem like they're going to be around for forever. If mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Yeah. But with the illustration, does that seem like it's not going to be around forever, or it's just it's used for a purpose and then it's discarded? Yeah, I guess. Um, hmm. Interesting question. Um, yeah, I haven't really thought about that so much. I guess some of the the work I've been doing, like currently for Playboy, is something that I would I can actually use in my artwork mm. because it's sort of similar. And then other commercial jobs, yeah. I guess more and more the commercial jobs are are more what I'm interested in doing. So. Mm. Um, but yeah, I haven't really thought about the longevity of it, really. Yeah, because I because I'm so immersed in like the art world, mm. and you know I don't do any illustration really. I do yeah. bits and, like maybe one a year for yeah. something, but it'll be for a friend or something like that. Um, I find it weird when I'm making art on the computer, and even like I caught myself the other day. I picked up a magazine at home that my wife had bought home, and um, it had really cool illustrations on it and I thought they were paintings at first and it's like wow look at these paintings but then I had a look and it's like oh no they're, they're digital illustrations and it's sort of ah. it, I, it's, it's something weird it's sort of almost cheapened it for me if you know what I mean it's like yeah. that's an amazing painting oh no it's just an illustration ah. and it, 
<laughs> it's but it's still it's it's still creativity. It's um it's still yeah, it's, it's think... a medium, and you still got to think it and create it. But it's there's something there's there's two parallels. It's, yeah, it's, re- yeah. it's really illustration's a dirty word. Um, <laughs> well, not really. It's, it's not because because that's the thing. If people are looking for illustrators, they don't want an artist. Ma- yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. I guess it's seen as two separate things, and even I see it as two separate things. Mm. Um, but but I guess the main thing is that the art is purely and it's personally yours. You're not. There's no brief. Mm. There's no timeline. Well, there's quite often a timeline. Um, but yeah, there's no restraints to mm. what you can do, which which I love. And I actually love jobs like that too, where they say, here, do what you want kind of thing. I mean, that's in, mm. in a perfect world. That's what I love doing. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't quite often happen. Um, yeah, but it is seen as two different things, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. It's serving a purpose, illustration, a yeah. commercial purpose for somebody else. Yeah. And that's, and that's your job as an illustrator. To but, give them what they want. Yeah, definitely. And, and also, I think yeah. the computer side of things as well. If people are, you know, sharing files and and using it for for print output, you know, they're going to be wanting to work in, in vectors. They don't want some photo of a painting that they're yeah, they're yeah. working with because yeah, it might be good for the packaging, but then if they want to do a billboard or something like that, it's, yeah, exactly. It's only got as many well, pixels as there is in the original photo. Yeah. Well, weirdly enough, when I first started working for the states. I was hand painting it and FedExing it over there. It was pre-internet email days. And, um, well, there was internet, obviously, and email, but I wasn't creating artwork on the computer at that stage. And that's how I came about using the computer for my work because Mm. I thought, oh, I can send this quick and, um, and not have to get it finished two days earlier so I can FedEx it over there. I mean, it's crazy to think that's what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> I know people who still work like that. Really? Yeah. yeah. Far out. Yeah. It's just a different way of thinking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Some okay. people have hang-ups with the computer as well. They're like, yeah. oh, I'll just do everything by hand and, you know, send it to Well, them. yeah. Well, <laughs> well, when we studied graphic design, you know, computers were just coming in and, mm. I don't know, we learnt some bogus programs that were pretty much extinct when we, yeah. when we came out. <laughs> I can't remember what it was. That, um, and, yeah, so when I was illustrating, it was always by hand, and then um, all of a sudden I had to learn the computer again. So it was all just, you know, doing, mm. learn by doing kind of thing. Mm. Was that hard at the time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I gave myself a project. I'm like, okay, I have to do this project mm. in... Um, Photoshop is what I still use. Um, that's, you know, and, and yeah, obviously it was probably pretty basic, but yeah, <laughs> I <I'm>, did it. <laughs> I remember being so nervous first using the design packages. Yeah. Because I went back, I went and, and studied and I, I didn't, I was completely computer illiterate when I had my first day at, at TAFE. Oh, really? And, I, and everyone's clicking around and drawing in Illustrator and everything. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm just <laughs> sitting there just with my arms crossed. Hadn't even turned the computer on because I didn't even know where to begin. And, um, yeah, yeah, it was just it was daunting. so daunting. But now, yeah. 
But now it's just like with YouTube and everything and tutorials, it's like if you've got a problem, Ooh, yeah. just type it in and yeah, exactly. You know, someone someone's there to teach you how to do it. I know, I know. Well, yeah. If 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 you're happy learning that way, mm. then then it's fine, isn't it? Yeah. You can teach yourself anything, really, can't you? Yeah. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> so you're here, at, you know, in your home studio. Like, how do you go about um like drumming up work on a daily basis? Um. Well, I have two agents. I've got um, one in Australia and one in the US. So um, I get work through them mostly. Um, back in the day, when I first started out, I used to cold call and go around with my folio and um, do it that way. But I haven't done that. I mean, no one does that anymore, do they? That's the thing of the past. I guess um, I don't tend to seek out that much work now so I just sort of do the work that comes to me um and you know with Instagram and social media and stuff I guess that's how people find you and Mm. you know it's a so much easier to be found than cold calling people and yeah and knocking at you know rocking up on their door and showing your folio and yeah, yeah, like it's a whole new world, isn't it? Um, it is. It's funny you say that actually, because in um, back in two thousand fourteen, when I first moved to to Spain, I, I remember going around Barcelona. Like I remember, I, I showed up because I've been freelancing in London, mm-hmm. and I thought that's oh, fine. I'll just get there and sign up with all the agencies in Barcelona, and then get myself some design work. And I got to the to Barcelona, and I couldn't find any agencies anywhere. It's like. What, what do you have to type in to search for these agencies? And then after a while, I realised they don't exist there. Oh, right. It's like, oh, well, how do you go about getting a job here? Because a lot of the culture is over there that you get a job and you sort of you stay in that job for the rest of your life. Oh, it's like okay. people move around, but yeah. not that much. And if but if you're ready to move, you usually know people in the industry or something along those lines. And so I ended up having a door knock around all the um, agencies with my folio and, <laughs> and speaking like bad Spanish to them. It's like, oh, it was... But you got a job. I got a job. Yeah. Tell you what, it was character building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, I mean, yeah. And a lot of them wanted to see me just because they said no one ever does this. They, you know, they were just intrigued the by novelty. me. They're like, we've got some guy... Give him a job. ...from Australia <laughs> knocking on the agency door because I had a bit of a technique. I'd go onto the website. And it'd say, um, you know, the big agencies would have a, a part with meet the team, you know what I mean? I'd look down and find out who the creative director is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'd go, all right, you know, like Jose Gomez or whatever, you know, all right, I'm <laughs> going to go see him. And I'd knock, you know, go to the agency and say, oh, I'm here. I'd like to speak with Jose. And they're like, oh, do you have an appointment? It's like, oh, no, I don't. And, <laughs> and he'd come out and go, he'd go, sorry, I just had to see who this was. You know? <laughs> What, what, Some strange what, Australian what, here. Yeah, what's what, a job? Exactly, and, he's, and then they're all really nice. Now then they'd start going, "Look, if you go to this agency, that agency, yeah, that agency, right, and yeah. tell them that I sent you, um, you'll uh, you'll have a way in there." And I end up getting collecting a list of um, different agencies and people to speak to. Yeah, and got a job like that. Well, I think yeah. sometimes you do have to meet people face to face. I mean, I just went to the states a couple of years ago to um, uh, find my recent agent. And it was really tricky to get appointments. I was like, oh, wow, this is quite hard. Um, But the people I saw were 
were really interested and there was one company that I just really gelled with and I think people like to like the person they're working with you know mm. like it, they want to meet them and know that they're a good fit mm-hmm. and I think sometimes it really helps obviously sometimes people just want a specific artist regardless of if they're an asshole or not yeah. <laughs> I guess but but um I find it's really helpful if you meet them and mm. and get along mm. well I even know just through doing this podcast that I've um you know, there's been artists who I've, I've loved their work and it's like, gee, I'd love to interview them. And then you meet them. And then um, through interviewing them and getting to know them, I look at their art in a completely new light. Yeah, you know? right. And, um, and it, yeah, it makes you like their, their art even more. Yeah. yeah. And it's like buying work too. Yeah. Lots of people would like to have that connection. Mm. Yeah. Like a lot of paintings I've sold, people have come to me to meet me first. Yeah. They said, oh, we like to know the, pers- the person whose art we're buying. Yeah, I think. And they haven't, they haven't said, oh, can we come and buy some art off of you? They'll say, oh, we'd like to come and see your studio or something like that. Uh, it's like, oh, okay. come over yeah. and hang out and get to know them. And then, um, and then they'll um, end up buying something a week later, maybe. Or... Interesting, isn't yeah. it? That people want to know yeah. the man behind the paintings. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. It's interesting. You won them over, oh, obviously. Oh, try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Nero, are you ready for some uh, rapid-fire questions? Hit me. All right. <laughs> um, name one artist who you think deserves more shine. Um, I've thought about this. I'm going to say my partner, Tim Haynes. Yeah? <laughs> Keeping it in the family. Um, Tim makes these great um, assemblage, collage, um, sculptural kind of pieces um, out of found objects and wood, and sometimes, sometimes they're just collages. And um, he has, it's just sort of a recent-ish thing. He has been doing it for a long time, but um, he actually had a, was in a group show with you, and I think that's how. Yeah, that's how I met you guys. That's how you met us, yeah. Um, and, yeah, I'd like to see more of that. Yeah, same here. <laughs> Can't, Tim. Get to work. <laughs> um, what's one medium you'd love to work with? Um, yeah, thinking about this, I, I've always wanted to incorporate screen printing in, into my work, like, um, like Rosenberg or someone has done. Um, and I remember I bought all sorts of screen printing gear once and I was just like, oh, this is too hard for me to do. (laughs) Why did I buy all this stuff? I don't have a big studio for this to work, but yeah, to somehow incorporate that, maybe get someone to make the screens and yeah I think mm. that would be fun in what way like would you like hand paint layers and screen screen print the final layer or something like that or just incorporate yeah sections of mm. screen printing in there mm. um, with a painting yeah yeah I've thought about that as well like I had these had this idea um, to do a series of, of paintings and then there was this one layer like I guess the, the line work over the top was really fiddly and it's like oh can't be bothered yeah. doing that. <laughs> I'll do it once, but I'm not doing it five times or so. And I thought, oh, maybe I'll just um, I'll paint everything in and then just screen print. Yeah, the, I think I, I think I like <laughs> when you, when you get multiple screen printing over top of each other, and then you mm. get uh, an abstracty type thing. I guess I like that um, that accidental stuff that could happen. Mm. I mean, I, yeah. quite, like, I think that's 
yeah. when nice stuff happens, those happy accidents. Yeah. I was in a, I went to Danger Fork. I did a screen print with them oh, a few months yeah, ago. Yeah. And I, I went to sign them and they were, they were doing all these test prints, but over other prints that they yeah, test from them. Yeah, I love that. I'm looking at it and I go, these are awesome. It's yeah. like, I almost that wanted them. Of, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. That, um, yeah, that's what I love. And just testing one layer and then another layer of someone else's work. And yeah. Yeah. Give yeah, me that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's one skill you wish you had? I would like to be better organised. Yeah. Um, I'm a little bit chaotic in the way that I work. And I guess that comes down to like, you know, like not having systems in place. Mm. Like maybe this whole thing of maybe if I worked in a job, I might learn these <laughs> yeah. these things. Um, yeah. Mm. Whether or not that would change my work or not, I don't know. But um, yeah. yeah, just being a little bit more organized in time might be, might be a help yeah <laughs> i've just started um like carrying little notebooks around with me yeah and it's um and they're the same size as my little sketchbooks so i've, I've got a little um thing that they sit in and uh it's, uh it's been a game changer it's only been about two months now that i've been doing it but um like with the the notebook on the right hand side is all to-do lists so as soon as something pops into my head i just write it down okay, i don't have to so hold that in my head anymore and then the left hand side is all painting ideas Oh, so I'll draw okay. a quick little yep. thumbnail of, of, of a composition or something that might so work. separate to your daily drawing book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I've, and I've found that um, it's been a massive help. It's just, you know when you're walking around and you've got a whole week of to-do lists in yeah, your head? Yeah, yeah. It's really and hard to, to get anything done. You can't keep it up in your and head. I've just realized this. I've, I'm doing a similar thing. I've mm. got an ideas book. Mm. Because I tend to draw on all random bits of paper mm. and I, there's a whole pile of them over there that I have to go through. Mm. Um, <laughs> and I don't tend to draw in one particular place. So, And then I scribble little ideas on all of them. So I've been going through them all and then writing all the ideas in a book. And I'm like, oh my God, there's all these ideas that I've forgotten about because mm. I've written them down and then I've lost a piece of paper. So yeah, I've done that. And now I'm trying to collate a book of all my drawings of girls and they go in one book another drawing of other stuff goes in that book another drawing of patterns and textures just so I've got these books to go to because mm. I find that yeah I'm just a bit all over the place and you know I'm fairly time poor because I've got a nine-year-old so you know I have to kind of work around that and you mm. know between school drop-offs, I've got X amount of time to get work done. So, yeah, I thought, right, I've got to get myself organised. So I'm trying. <laughs> Sounds like some scrapbooks are going to be uh, coming together. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Um, so who's your favourite artist or artists? Artists, yeah, there's many. Um, I think if I did it generally, it would be pop artists. Mm. I love Rosenberg and Oldenburg. And then another fave is Australian painter Rosalie Gascoigne, who, um, well, she's not a painter, she's assemblage artist. Actually, I think she was born in New Zealand as well, but I think Australia's owned her. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I love her stuff. And she, I think she first started exhibiting at 57. Wow. And she was the first... Australian artist to show at the Venice Biennale 
And I just think that's so awesome to start your career so late in life and do so well. And mm. yeah, I just think that's, yeah, inspiring. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. I bet, I bet you the whole lifetime of, um, of work was went into those later years yeah, though you know yeah. it's like um i'm sure she wasn't just she didn't just flick a switch and go i'm an artist now yeah well yeah. i think she had kids and she i think she lived on a farm and she loved she loved collecting bits on the farm mm. and putting them together and she also did um the japanese ikebana sculptural arrangements mm. with flowers so so i think it all kind of came together from doing those things yeah um yeah bits of scrap she found on the farm and um putting them together and yeah oh and margaret kilgallen i loved her stuff too yeah for like a more contemporary ish yeah i wonder what you know i would love um, to see her work now what, yeah. what she did i know what she might have done yeah that would be amazing definitely um what advice would you give your younger self um, learn how to say no and believe in yourself mm. and your vision and what you want to do and don't be swayed one way or another. Do you, do you feel you've taken on a lot of work you would have liked to have not done or just things in life? Oh yeah, like I've done so many commercial illustration jobs which might not really have been what I should have been doing. Mm. Um, but they've wanted you to draw something that you're like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do I have to do that? Um, yeah, it doesn't happen now, luckily, because people come to me mm. for my style, which is awesome. But like just starting out, you tend to do everything and anything. And there's, yeah. Mm. Do you get asked to paint men a lot? No. No? <laughs> because, because I know that your, your work's all based around women. Yeah. Like, um, like with, with my work, I get asked to throw some women in you there do? sometimes and I was sad I was going to ask that. you that yeah. yeah we should do a painting together yeah <laughs> I should call you in <laughs> yeah. um I oh, look I have drawn men in the past for jobs because clearly I'm I would probably have more work if I drew men mm. I'd, I'd, I don't have a lot of interest in drawing guys mm. I um I just like drawing girls and that's what I'm good at and I, yeah, hmm. so in turn, I get jobs that are more female-based, you yeah. know, beauty, cosmetics, or whatever that is, yeah. Because hmm. I, I was talking about it with my wife last night, and we're looking at a painting I had at home that was um, more um, you know, all the floor work that I've been doing. Yeah, yeah. And um, we're commenting on how, like, feminine it is, and yeah. it's almost like that's the feminine side to my work yeah you know what I mean like the other the stuff with the character based stuff is really masculine and then the other stuff's quite feminine do you get more females buying that stuff or Uh, don't think it not really it's a mix yeah but it's a mix with both sides as well yeah yeah is there any reason why you don't draw girls I've tried and it doesn't work and I don't enjoy it yeah and I've um and I've you know taken a stand in in work that I don't do any work that I don't enjoy yeah and yeah. Um, so like instead of trying to force something that I'm not enjoying I just just don't do it yeah and like every time I've every time I tried just to please a client I've, I've just 
stood back and looked at the drawing and said, there's no way that I'm pulling the paints out and painting that. And it's just not going to do me any favours. Yeah. You should and just draw chicks with mo's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gorgeous. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like an analogy. Um, uh, my friend Simon told me, it's like, you don't get a, uh, you don't get cold chisel in to play at the pub and then ask them yeah. to play some some hip hop. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like yeah, you yeah. get you get the person in to to do that to do their thing. And um and I you know painting those guys is one of my things. And that is your thing, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I guess you know same for me. Drawing yeah. girls, people aren't coming to me to draw a guy. You know, there's yeah. other people to do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you have a uh, a dream project you'd love to work on? Um, I just would like to, to work more large scale and maybe have an exhibition of large scale stuff. Um, dream projects. I think, I, just, I think I just want to create art mm. for me yeah. not actually for anyone else. <laughs> That's a dream project, isn't it? Yeah. Just, um, yeah, but there's heaps of things I'd love to do like maybe like work on a bar interior or Mm. like some large scale things Mm. um what that might entail I'm not entirely sure but just something bigger than a little piece of paper drawing yeah do you know the trick to painting large scale it's by large scale canvases (laughs) (laughs) yeah I've got a few there that have been sitting there for ages I've got I've just got to get on them. <laughs> yeah, I know people say that to me. It's like, um, yeah, like, oh, I'd, you know, want to do that. And it's like, oh, you know how you do that? No, you just do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, there's a, there's a, like when I first started painting larger paintings as well, there was this real, um, I know, it had to, it was, it was like this, this blank canvas is staring you in the face and it's like, oh, this has to be the best thing I've ever done. Yeah, yeah. When it's not necessarily the case, you yeah. just got to get started and, yeah. you know, and you can always paint over it. I yeah. paint over paintings all the time. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I think just in a way my studio is set up at the moment, it's just a bit tricky to do large scale, mm. but um, I don't know, it would be a dream to have just a painting studio. Mm. That would be awesome. Mm. Well, maybe you can do all the sketches for it now because you've got a nice big backyard. Yeah. Seen. Get an easel <laughs> set up outside. out the back, you know. That's true. Under an umbrella. I've, I've worked with, in with the garage before yeah. with a big big piece on canvas I did many years ago. Um, and I have done large-ish paintings, but yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. What about murals? Have you ever thought about doing a mural? I've thought about it. I've done a couple of... Um, for shops and stuff like that, but mm. um, yeah, if if someone wanted me to paint the side of the building, I'd, I'd do it. But I'm not sort of one to go out there and paint a wall like you guys do. Yeah, graffiti wise. But um, but I think no one's going to hire me unless I do one. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so yeah. maybe I have to, you know. Yeah. Go out in the streets. <laughs> get painting <laughs> yeah well it's just i think it, it gets addictive as well you know once yeah. you get do one or two it's just like oh it's a i don't know as i've spoken about on the podcast before it's like these full body movements you get 
from yeah. painting large scale. You don't you, you can't get them working on a piece of paper or anything. Yeah, so, exactly. I mean, I'm sure I've have, I've got a lot to learn with um, mural painting as well. Yeah, I've got a wall at the studio. You can come and paint yeah. anytime. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, like, where are you wanting to take your art career? Um, I guess I would just like to push that the art side of things a little more. Mm. So and see where that took me. Um, you know, I, I'd still love to get big commercial jobs thrown in there as well. But um, yeah, just just spend time on that would be would be awesome. Yeah, some shows. Yeah, <laughs> book them in. Yeah, happen. I know that's the other thing. You got to book them in, don't yeah. you? Yeah, because I find that it's like you can be, um, you know, thinking it'd be great to have a show, but it's like, oh, but I don't have any art. But then if you book it in, you find yourself creating yeah. art pretty quickly. Yeah, you, know? you do. Yeah. And I've had ideas to paint um, for a few weeks now, and I just keep putting it off. And and I I think. After my last show, I was like, right, I'm going to start painting and so I can get some work together so I'm not frantically painting mm. for a show. But you need that deadline to get, <laughs> to get yeah. you going. It's it's a tricky one. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm battling it at the moment. Are you? Yeah, I've got to, I'm working on a show and the weeks are ticking away. But all these little jobs have been popping up and I've just been like, I'll get there soon, I'll get there soon. Mm. And, um, yeah, and then I finally... Uh, got to it and then had a meltdown over colour combinations and stuff like that and go, oh, you know, found yeah. myself like painting pieces of paper with every colour I had in the studio and chopping them up and <laughs> moving around. I was like, I'm wasting days here. <laughs> I need to just pull my finger out and get working, you know. Is this for the London show? Or? Yeah, yeah. That's all good now. All I fin- good. finished my first two paintings yesterday. Excellent. So, so you, when, do, when do you have to send them? Do you... I'm taking them on the plane oh, with take me. them over? Yeah. Wow, how big are they? Um... Like uh, the biggest ones, uh, um, a meter twenty by ninety centimeters. Okay. And uh, but I'll just they're all on canvas. So I'm just going to roll them up, put them oh, in a, a, right. a PVC pipe, and then uh, take it over with me. On. And will they stretch them, or do you stretch? Ah, uh, still working that out. <laughs> They'll get stretched. <laughs> They'll get stretched. So it's one not way the first canvas to be stretched in London, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, so uh, we'll work all that out. It's tricky, isn't it, sending yeah. the artwork overseas? Yeah, I like to keep it with me. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I don't want, you know, you hear about like, like shipping containers falling off boats and things like, not that I'd send it by ship, but you know what I mean? Just, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, things happen. Yeah, I they like do. To just carry it. Yeah, and then they've got all these like rules with, you know, you can't insure artworks mm. and all sorts of things. Yeah. I've sent a few things to the States, but they've only ever been so smallish. Yeah. And I only ever do smallish ones because I think, oh, I can't deal with posting Yeah. something large yeah I've, I've worked it all out and like all i need is a, a meter long tube or even just under that yeah no a meter a meter long is uh, yeah all i need and then just roll it all up put it in there and i'm going to make like a strap for it so i can sling it over my shoulder ah uh, yeah yeah and then just hopefully uh take it on and put it up up above the head in the cabin do you reckon do you, oh you have to put it in special i hope not. it's only a meter long oh if it's only a meter yeah, yeah. what's the I don't know. We'll see what happens. <laughs> see what they say at the airport. <laughs> How many pieces do you have to take? Uh, ten. Ten. Wow. Yeah. You need to get cracking. No, I'm all right. You're right. Under control. <laughs> got a month. Yeah. Oh, that's all right. Yeah. But I've done all my drawings. I've done all, all the thinking. Is done. Oh, it's right. It's just painting now. Oh, that's good. Yeah, painting's the easy part. 
yeah, thinking yeah. It's like the Do you pre-plan all your works always? Do you or uh, most of the time, yeah. Yeah. So the like I'll I'll do a drawing of like the whole exhibition, do a drawing of, of the interior of the gallery and work out how many pieces need to go on each wall yeah, and right. what the sizes and all that sort of stuff. And then I start ordering all the boards and frames and that's what I normally paint on and then uh do all the drawings, choose the colours and Off then you go. The, the, like one of the final stages is getting to work, you know, yeah, actually yeah, yeah. painting it all. Yeah. But um Did things ever change, evolve while oh, you're yeah. painting? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. You yeah. have meltdowns. Like I wake up at four in the morning and go that concept doesn't work. So I've got to change everything. And you wake up by the time you've had your morning coffee, it's like, no, nah, that's all right. Actually, I'll stick with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hate those days that yeah. don't work. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, I can't get this painting to work. The insecurities of being a um, an artist. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. And we all go just, through it. Yeah, and you just think there's, you just get stuck on something and I can't get this thing to work. Yeah. And you work it and work it and you finally crack it and it's, the best thing ever mm. <laughs> people think that the more like the more you do the easier it gets but i think i know like, i i just think it keeps going you know it's yeah. more it's more about you you've got to train your mind to to remind you that everything's all right you know yeah yeah and some some days you have good painting days and yeah. others you don't yeah like it's you know it's like that song like what a difference a day makes you know and i'll um nothing will like i'll be have a you know I don't know, going crazy one day and then the next day I'm completely fine and confident, under control, loving painting again. Yeah. But nothing has actually changed. Like yeah, nothing, yeah, yeah. Nothing, like not, not, a, not a cent in my bank account's changed or anything like that. It's just... It's just the, the, the mental state. Mental, yeah. yeah. It's interesting, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. How it can affect you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just so, have a bad day. Exactly. <laughs> But we all go through it. Yeah. It's part of being human. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So um, uh, do you have any future plans or projects in the pipeline? No, not really. I've um, just, you know, the odd commercial job that, that pops up, the odd group show, um, and the rest is pretty open. I just would like to just paint, really, just spend some time painting. Yeah. Um, well, you got and- some... Big blank canvases over there. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I'm back in a few months. We'll yeah. see if they've got some paint on it. Yeah. I should just exactly have them out. Yeah. And just every day do a little bit. Mm. You've announced it now. People will be waiting. <laughs> <laughs> My next show is called Big. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... So, uh, if people want to check out your art online, where's the best place for them to find you? Um, probably Instagram at Nera Walker. Um, I do have a website, but it's mostly commercial stuff. Um, that's just Neryl.com. Um, that's pretty much it. Cool. I think. All right. Well, thanks, Neryl. It's been great to sit down and have a chat. Thank you for coming and sitting in the studio. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> like, we're, we're neighbours. I, I practically ride past here every day. On I the way know. To the that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Who knew people lived this side of town? I know. No, the <laughs> south side. Eh? The great unknown. Abnormal, abnormal, I can't even say that word. Abnormally. Yeah. Weirdos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Cool. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Bench Talk. To view images of the guest's artwork, follow us on Instagram at bench underscore talk or go to the website benchtalkpodcast.com. 
If you want to stay up to date with the latest episodes, subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud or Stitcher. If you like the podcast, don't forget to tell a friend. Uh, Thanks again for tuning in and stay tuned for next week's episode.